0: 100 episodes. Congratulations from Coda versus CDI. We're looking forward to the next 100.
1: Hi, Brian. It's Annie Barnaby from Project Resume. I just want to say congratulations on your 100th episode. I cannot believe it's been four years since you started this great adventure. I just want to say thank you for helping everyone, offering so much advice, giving so many people so much access to professionals, professional advice, and just a lot of really fun, helpful content. So here's to another four years and another 100 episodes and many more. Congratulations.
0: Hey, this is Bertram Lancico, the CEO and founder of Renowned Talent. What cannot be said in a positive light about the Not Elsewhere Classified Podcast has been an awesome platform for me to learn about the other subject matter experts in our field when it comes to HIM, CDI, and RCM. It's also been an awesome place to meet and interview with Brian Kui. He's such an amazing interviewer and an amazing host. So I can't think of a better person to run the podcast. I also can't think of a better platform for us to all to learn about who are the subject matter experts in our field. So Brian, thank you for all that you do. Congratulations on your hun- your first 100th episode. And I look forward to the 200 and 300th episode and maybe revisiting um, again and interviewing with you in the near future. So um, this has been an amazing place for me to help grow my business and also connect with other great subject experts in the field. Thank you for all that you do, Brian. This is Dr. Christian Zwayne, and I would like to congratulate you on your 100th episode. I've been a constant listener ever since the podcast started, and I had the honor of being a guest as well. I hope that we get to hear many, many more episodes so we can continue to learn and connect with other professionals in this field. Congratulations. You are listening. You are listening. You are listening. You're listening to do not to not elsewhere, not elsewhere. elsewhere, elsewhere, elsewhere classified.
2: Welcome to not elsewhere classified, a podcast about the medical coding, health information technology, and clinical documentation improvement community. I'm your host, Brian Qui. everybody welcome to the not also classified podcast the 100th episode it's really weird saying that (laughs) 100 episodes um not i don't know what to say aside from trying to do an introduction which i really don't want to do i just want to just be very candid in this introduction but 100 episodes when i explain what I do as a podcaster and how much time it takes to do an episode just keep in mind one episode takes about you know one to two hours of recording time and and then from there I remember you know trying to figure out how to edit and then how to upload and then sharing it and then marketing it and then just continuing that process again. That whole entire process for one episode can be up to eight hours. So imagine 100 episodes over four years. If you want to equate that to hours, that could be about more than 800 hours. Um, that's a lot. And that's a lot of work and I do appreciate everybody who has been part of the not elsewhere classified podcast, especially the guests and also the listeners, even though I don't hear from the listeners. And for those that have actually given me feedback, I do um, appreciate that. But those that have been quiet and and, and listening to this podcast, I I do want to send you a big thank you because without your, participation in seeing that you have downloaded and listened to this podcast, you know, and even share this podcast. I've, I've seen people share this podcast for, you know, assignments for, um, you know, for other people to listen, because if they had a question, maybe I have talked to somebody about it, or maybe I had referenced it in a previous episode. So there's a lot of topics that we have covered. And so um, I'm very happy about that. So as you listen to this podcast episode, I'm also going to embed uh, some of the congratulatory messages from from the many people who have um, responded to my request for messages. So there's it turned out to be a lot, <laughs> probably enough to to fill out a whole entire episode. But because this is the 100th episode, I do want to give credit to those that have uh, pro- provided a message. So I will be embedding. Uh, some of those messages along the way and you probably heard some before this introduction but I will be embedding them um thank you guys for that it's it's really nice to to hear uh, what your thoughts are on the podcast uh so anyways we have on today's episode the 100th episode and also, Uh, the premiere of the video portion of the Not Also Classified podcast YouTube channel. Um, I have the very first guest that I had way back when, in 2017, back in uh, July of 2017, episode number one, my first guest, Charlita Whitehead. Now, she used to be Charlita Huffman, but now uh, she has had a change. And now it's Charlita Whitehead. Uh, in this episode, it really was a long one because the last time that we did a podcast episode, it was very scripted. So we turned that, um, we turned the the the, we turned it around and made it unscripted. Something that has. Kind of evolve through the years of this podcast, and we catch up on what she's been doing for the past four years. Uh, we've been on and off uh, communicating, and I've i realized you know I've I've uh, I know she was moving up into uh, in the HIM departments. So she gives me you know she talks about what has happened for the past four years, what she has learned, and I also talk about something about the podcast. You know what is it that we are. Achieving what have we have achieved? What is it that um, I think in the in the next part in uh, next week? Since this is a really long episode that was recorded, so next week I do talk about like okay, the question is um, how would I compare myself now to myself four years ago, and in relationship to the podcast? But I did ask Charlita that since she has been in a, in a good transition uh, in her career, so. Please enjoy the 100th episode of the Not Also Classified podcast with Charlita. Enjoy.
0: Hey, Brian. It's David. just want to tell you keep up the good work on the podcast work. I enjoy listening to them as your guests also share valid, you know, information, which is very useful. Even though I'm on the other side of the United States, you know, we're all good friends, you know. I'm glad you're my friend, and I'm glad I get to listen to you on your podcast. They're very enjoyable. Well, keep up the good work, and keep including more podcasts in the future. I enjoy them. Your friend, David. David.
2: Congratulations, Brian, on recording your 100th podcast episode. It is, you do some phenomenal podcasts, and I love how you get everybody to engage you and you make them at ease like you did with me and my brother. And furthermore, thanks for all the help you give other podcasters to be better or even just get started like me. So I want to congratulate you on doing a phenomenal job.
0: Yay, 100 episodes! Congratulations! Um, Thank you for creating this great podcast and allowing me to be on it. I am really excited to listen to many, many more. Cheers!
1: Hello, geeks! This is Lori Woods, and I just want to say congrats to Brian Cooey, who just had his 100th episode. I'm so proud of you, my friend, who thought my learning year from Facebook years ago would have turned you into the biggest geek in medical coding ever congrats to your success thanks bye
2: all right so let's go ahead and get started welcome everybody to the 100th episode guys <laughs> um to the one hundred episode. Oh, did it just fall down? Look at that. Anyways, 100th oh, episode. One wow. hundred <laughs> episode of the not ultra classified podcast. Also, this is the the fourth year because one remember when wow. we when we did this uh, when we did the recording. It was somewhere in like June or July, I think. Well, we recorded yeah. in June I and think, I released yeah. it in July. And um, so, by the way, guys, nice. I have. Uh, the very first guest. It's okay. Keep Just talk whatever you want to do. The first guest of the Not Also Classified podcast, Charlita, well, back then, Huffman. Yes. But now you're Charlita Whiteman. Whitehead. Whitehead. Yes. (laughs) How are you doing, Charlita?
1: I'm doing great. I'm doing good. Excited to be back, and it's so good to kind of catch up after such a strange year, kind of getting back in the swing of things and life, so it's nice to to come back and say hi and kind of touch base. And it's an interesting, like when you said, Oh my, it's been four years. I'm like, wow, has it been four years? It kind mm-hmm. of forces you to, it's a nice opportunity to check in and think about all the things that have passed and, and changed yeah. in those four years. And I think, I think we both had a lot of change <laughs> in those four years and like professionally okay. and personally. And so it's um yeah, it's nice to look okay. back a little. And, and to yeah. kind of catch up too. So one of the,
2: um, I was, when I was preparing for this episode, I'm like, how did we, mm-hmm. you know, I, I listened, uh, we were talking about the YouTube channel, uh, which by the way, this is now going onto the YouTube channel, the 100 episode, but the only, uh, the only episode that I uploaded uh, from the audio version of the podcast was your episode. And I'm, I'm listening to it. I'm like, geez, this is such a difference in, <laughs> in how in how yeah. interview style uh, yeah. I was nervous um, I recorded on, on, well, you know, you see me now record on this, but when I, when we did the recording, I was recording like this and right. then I, I was, I was- oh, you, I, you never saw it because you were, you no. were, we did this over the phone mm-hmm. and I never thought about using zoom. I never had a webcam like this. So I said, you know, the, the easiest format of doing this is, is taking an audio mixer. I'm glad we're doing video okay. now. So I use the audio mixer and I was talking through this. And then I attached through the back here um, a, a little, you know, connector to the phone. Mm-hmm. So I was using this and this to talk to you. And yeah. so this, this happened for the first few episodes. I was just talking like this and, and uh, I was in my, um, my kitchen table. This is a different right. house, but in my old house. You didn't house even have like t- a
1: separate space then.
2: Yeah, I did it. I, everything was on yeah. the, the kitchen dining room table. I think I described it. I was on a... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't have a proper mic stand. Look at this. I have a mic stand now and everything and, and a headset. Well, grew and up. Yeah. Yeah, I, grew, I grew up to be a podcaster. Yeah. And uh, I used... the um, What did I use? I used uh, a rice cooker box. to. to I think pop- I remember you said. Yeah, remember yes. that. And I, I propped it up. And I, I will show... Uh, for the YouTube, the, the the picture of that setup, and it's really ridiculous. Yeah. If you really want to see it, I think it's on, it's on the Instagram uh, profile. But it was just like this, and I didn't know how to do it. And I was just talking and listening and talking and listening. And I and I think I also had questions for you because I think we prepared uh, mm-hmm. for that episode with questions and stuff like that. And I had no idea how to interview. And, uh, no, how, you know, I didn't, I had no idea how to follow up with questions and stuff like that. And, um, I mean, gosh, four years of, of doing it totally makes a difference, at least for me, um, yeah. you know, to, to do this. And, and, um, uh, I think over the years it's gotten so much easier and, mm-hmm. uh, I don't need a, I, I seriously don't need a script anymore. Like just for today, like you asked me yeah. earlier, what are we going to talk about? I, I
1: don't know. <laughs> yeah i mean that's what so nice of what comes with the experience and just getting repetition in with something even is both your technical stuff and setup is better but even just being more comfortable and not you know having that like frantic kind of energy so no i think it's cool not even that it was frantic i enjoyed our first first episode so Mm -hmm. i thought it was good but i definitely um yeah it's nice to be able to look back i'm sure you listen maybe listen to some of your older episodes and Mm -hmm. like you said oh wow like you've really grown and and like see so much like development there i think that's it's exciting it's nice to look back in life and when you're in the middle of it you forget you're progressing and so to look back and see like Mm -hmm. oh okay i did i am you know it's not just stagnation here i'm making changes and, and growing so i think that's definitely been the case with not as well caught not elsewhere classified and um, just seeing the community you're building and growing. It's, it's really cool. So yeah,
2: yeah no, that's I, awesome. I agree. The The one thing that I think that came out of it is, is helping professionals realize their potential. And I think the exercise, mm-hmm. it, it just becomes an exercise for professionals to, to like, when I ask them that first question, where did you come from? And how did you get to where you are today? Right. Um, they, they lay out everything they've done. And I think when, when they do it, I think what really the one the one episode that really uh, helped realize was my former boss, which I did, Sabita Ramnerace. And uh, she was kind of laying out her her career. And the thing is that I was with her in most of her in in part of her career. (laughs) And uh, she said, like, you know, I I told her, I remember when you told me that you wanted you were aspiring to become an HIM director. And uh, and so after she she left with me, she was an assistant director. She moved into an HIM director, and then we talked later. I mean, how many years later? Like so many years later. Yeah. Uh, she left in like '09, and look, it's like almost eleven years later. And uh, yeah. I told her, like, you remember that? And she's like, Oh yeah, I remember. Setting a goal for myself right. to be an HIM director, and yeah. and it it's it happened to be that then she realized she achieved that goal. So it's like sometimes you gotta step back a little bit and kind of figure, like, you know, kind of reflect. And you know, sometimes it's good to reflect on things instead of moving forward, moving forward, moving forward, right. moving forward and catch yeah. up with other professionals that, hey, what's been, what's been going on? Either it's been good, either it's been bad, whatever it may right. be, you know, sometimes way, they, there's
1: something to catch up on and <laughs> correct. Yeah. And see
2: so, like, you know, uh, you know, help, you know, each other, uh, it may not be mentoring It's to me, it's always been like a, like a therapy session right. <laughs> for, yeah. for professionals, you know?
1: And I forget, I'm now blanking and I'm not sure if it's a whole different term that they, that she uses, but there's a term that's like co-mentoring kind of instead of it's not necessarily that you're mm, coming down from on high and giving so much wisdom to someone lower than or seeking out a mentee but I think what I found so much of the time a lot of the great input and advice and even just support that I've gotten have been from people who are you know on the similar levels and I've definitely gotten yeah. tons of wisdom from people higher up and even mm. learned some things from people who were in more junior positions but um I think that my like cohorts and people who are at you know, around my same level, I've really learned so much from just getting that support and also looking around. You get in the workplace and realize, like, oh, I thought that I was the only one who was unclear here or unsure. And then you start to realize, like, oh, no, a lot of folks aren't really certain <laughs> about <laughs> what's going on. And then it starts to feel like, okay, I guess we're all just figuring it out and doing our best and, like, you know, trying to set ourselves up to, you know, be able to have a successful you know, workday or situation. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of in a transitionary place in my life and really trying to reevaluate and get myself into a routine that's really going to foster like that growth. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, exciting, but also just nerve wracking. So it's, um, but yeah, perspective is, is nice. And I think this, with all this change that's happened for everyone, this last, you know, having such a crazy year after COVID and we're kind of, depending on where you are we're coming out of that mm. um slightly hopefully um but it's I think given a lot of people like a push to look to take some time and slow down and forced us to <laughs> sit down for a while and and I think a lot of people were able to eval- reevaluate things and decide if they wanted to make changes and and it, yeah so that's been interesting for sure to see how everyone in your life you know I don't I don't know if you kind of observe that. I saw a lot of people doing different levels of change, you know, this last several months or however long. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I I think it's, it's, uh, it's just like self-reflection, like, you know, Mm -hmm. where are you at? Uh, You know, things are now, like, you know, when, when before COVID, we were just like, you know, go, 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 right? Moving forward. And then when everything is put to a halt, then you're kind of forced to like, okay, what do I do now? You know,
0: right?
2: Um, I remember back in in 2010, when my when my wife um, graduated nursing, she wanted to go take a trip to the Philippines. And when you go to the Philippines, or even even like you know, let's say I went to the Bahamas, you know, some you know like uh, somewhere off, you know, out out of the country. And I know the Bahamas. Right. I went there. It was very like laid back and slow. The same thing like the Philippines. I went there. We we drove. We got to the airport. It took about I don't know, thirteen hours to get over there, and another three hour. Yeah, a a three hour drive to 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 get to the province, and and the roads are are you know for us it would take thirty minutes, but then a thirty minute drive around here would take about three two to three hours, right? Because of the roads, and so everything is just you know at a certain pace. So you know, for me coming in and working and doing all of this stuff, going to then then slowing down to a certain pace, it, it makes you like okay like what do i do now if if i yeah. if i can't do this if i can't do that what do i need yeah. to do what and you you, to you have to mm-hmm. self you have to self reflect and so i i remember sitting down and i'm like okay uh do i have to clean no we got somebody else to do that for you uh do you need some you need to go get something No, that's okay we get somebody for right. you know to do that and you're and i was just like you know <laughs> kinda of scratching my Going, head i'm like oh yeah. i feel in a way useless you know like you know how can i be of i guess help be of service and like, no you're okay be of service not to others but then now be a service to yourself so i think what 2020 did is like kind of like okay you've kind of took care of yourself you maybe took care of others but now kind of self-reflect and i think that's what 2020 did for me yeah um kind of figure out that's like awesome. okay i've done yeah. some things you know i've done this podcast for so many years where can i take this you know and, and, and kind of continue it right, forward right. so speaking of kind of like transitions this you know we we recorded this first episode with you uh, of the not Else classified podcast back in 2007 right? <laughs> I think so. Around
1: then, right? No, yeah. Two, well
2: 2017. I
1: guess it, June, that's four years ago. Yeah, oh. June, June
2: 2017, and I released the episode in July. Yeah. I actually released the episode on my vacation in the in a hotel room. <laughs> um, nice. and and I'll show a picture of that too. Um, but at the time you were, I forgot, what were you doing in 2017? I think you
1: were in I think know, I was or, um an HIM coordinator at yeah. a hospital in the Central Florida Medical Center. I think that's where I was last, and I think I've been. I am on. I am three positions away. Oh wow! So I've been moving. You know, we. I mean, I guess that's echoing my first episode too. I feel like yeah, no, no, that's figuring, fine. Like so, so like from, it
2: out. from that position that you were at in the first episode, kind of walk us through what mm-hmm. happened in those transitional phases. And sure, yeah.
1: So I was, um, yeah, I was working as a H.I.M. coordinator at a small hospital in Central Florida. I think it's 67 beds or something. Mm -hmm. And they had just um, opened to become a full hospital. They Mm -hmm. initially were built as a freestanding emergency department and then later on, you know, expanded to be um, a full hospital. So it was there. And when we opened and got to help kind of, you know, get everyone onboarded and help train up those processes and build those relationships it was really a great experience you know get a lot of opportunities to kind of start at a a brand new hospital like that so that Mm -hmm. was really um it was really great and I I enjoyed it there um I decided I finally wanted to go back to school to finish my bachelor's and I kind of been wanting to for a while and then just the timing and working and and it just was scheduling wise was tough. So Mm -hmm. I ended up transferring uh, to another position. It was health information management, technical support analyst. So working and it was within the same company. So I'm all of these have been transfers within. Um, So at that time it, it was a remote position. So just taking that, even just taking the commute out from work to there made the going back to school so much more doable then. And I transitioned to that role in, in 2018, mm. and um, and even then, um, I was working for for Parallon at the time, and their their Orange Park Health uh, HIM Shared Services Center in in the Orange Park area. They were already, I want to say, like 80 something percent remote at that time. Wow! So a lot of remote workers, but you know, and that includes. Some like coders and things like that, but also just a lot of other types of positions, revenue, integrity, and, and different like that were also remote. And by the time I transferred out of that position in 2020, they were 90 plus percent remote. And mm-hmm. then in this past year, the lease was coming up on the building and with everything going on with COVID, almost everyone was home anyway. So they became the first shared service center within our company to go 100% remote. So um like went whole hog and really committed and and they you know it like a lot of companies all over realizing it was kind of cost saving and and things like that so I got off off track a little bit there but it just okay. has it's been okay. interesting to see how those things have been kind of unfolding over this time but but anyway so I was working as a GM technical support analyst which was I mean, technically it was in the IT department. It wasn't really, at, you know, I'm always saying about that job, like in IT, but I'm not like in IT, I'm not hacking the mainframe or anything like mm-hmm. that. So it was a lot of um, kind of monitoring our reports and making sure records were flowing into the electronic health record correctly and kind of repushing things. And if we were bringing up, doing any, um, bring on new abilities or divesting or anything like that, working with, make sure all those systems were working correctly. And I really was able to use a lot of my working, you know, as a user with our different systems like that. A lot of people in those roles hadn't worked in, you know, had never been clinicians or even been, you know, in an admin department or a unit secretary or any kind of role where you're using your our system as the person who is using it to either get information or information. So, um, it was really valuable to have that, that information and that, different perspective and I and perspective I think that's something that I've what well, really relearn every time I've transferred or moved roles is that one of the best things about it is it gives you just perspective and gives you more of an opportunity to look around and learn and you can contribute and what people what you're going to learn from from others around you and you never know what is gonna stick with you something I don't see as much of an impact and then I years later. And I'm like, wow, that was actually, I'm so happy I learned that. I, I got to see that person that thing and it either teaches you what to do or not to do, or maybe where you can adjust. And so, um, I think that reflection is always really helpful, but I think when I was in that role as a, as a technical support analyst and going back to school, so I was kind of working full-time, full-time student, it was definitely, um, just busy, you know, and I think everyone, has been there at some point in their lives when they just are burning the candle at both ends and mm-hmm. finding extra wicks and putting those in the candle mm-hmm. and burn those. So mm-hmm. um, when I graduated from uh, UCF okay. and my bachelor's, I got my bachelor's in health services administration because oh, okay. um, my associates is in health information technology, but I kind of wanted to broaden, I guess, my, you know, knowledge base mm-hmm. instead of going for it gone back and forth for a while, but I'm really happy with the program I chose and i I really enjoyed it, and think I learned a lot of information that has been, um, has was really helpful then, and, and in my like roles later. Um, so anyway, I graduated from UCF in December of 2019, and okay. then I, I mean the whole time really throughout my career, I've really been. For so long, I really wanted to be an HIM director. Um, when I was, it's funny when you were talking about your previous boss and said like she set that goal for herself, and then you know to look back on it when she attained it and she'd forgotten all about it, kind of thing, or, mm-hmm. or forgotten that that was something she was actively working towards all that time. So, when I was in school, for sure, I knew I wanted to be an HIM director. I never really was had a ton of interest in coding, um, but I did find that I enjoyed parts of it. it was just wasn't something I wanted to do long term. Mm -hmm. And then when I was working as an HIM coordinator, and really I was there by myself at the hospital a lot, we had Mm -hmm. kind of a satellite campus thing for a bit. So our HIM director really worked at another campus at a larger facility nearby. And I was really there kind of in our department alone. And so it really gave me a great chance to learn and grow and kind of, you know, understand how to operate things on my own. And I enjoyed it, but it also helped me to realize, oh, I don't really think I want to be an H.I.M. director. Maybe there's yeah. something else, you know, that I want to do. And so I think that helped prompt me to both finally go back to school, which is something I've been putting off forever, felt like I kept putting off forever, and also to kind of broaden my um, thoughts as far as what degree to go after. So after I graduated with my degree in um, health services administration, I actually applied for a manager in training position. They have these MIT roles, they call them, mm-hmm. uh, within our company, and they have a back office MIT, and they have an HIM MIT, and these different positions, and basically it's, um, you, it's a salary position, and you kind of rotate around all these different departments and get to see billing, coding, and just how they all interact and what the f- workflow is of the the company, and so I thought. For me, that's sounded amazing. I'm like, yes, um, an opportunity to just see how it all works. Because I think I'm learning more and more. The way my brain works is I want to just see everything laid. I like to see everything laid out. It's mm-hmm. hard for me to focus in on one thing, mm-hmm. especially if I don't have an idea of the big picture kind of. So yes, that was really appealing to me. The idea that you really get to rotate through different departments and see how different managers or maybe different HIM directors, just how different people like to set up their workflow or their work. You know, there's um, a lot of value in just seeing what works for people and doesn't. And I was interviewing. I was really adamant. I said, I really want to do the back office role. And in my they said, yeah, we're looking at your resume. And we think you'd be a really great fit for the HIM manager and training role. And I thought, yeah, I don't know. This is really hi brian this is Marlene marino congratulations on your 100 episode of the nec podcast thank you for all of your hard work and dedication to all of us and all of the amazing content that you are constantly sharing i'm looking forward to celebrating your 500 1 000 more episodes with you and much success to you my friend keep them coming
0: Hi, this is Mary Beth Haugen, and I just want to congratulate Not Elsewhere Classified and Brian on your 100th episode. Thanks for all the hard work you do and all the information that you share.
1: I look forward to the next 100 episodes. Hi, Brian. Wow. 100 episodes of NEC Not Elsewhere Classified podcast. That's wonderful. This is Robin Sewell. I want to thank you for um, the time that we spent together talking about Cleopatra, Queen of Denial. It turned out to be a wonderful CDI and denial management tool, and you uh, were kind enough to talk to me about that. But it was a lot of fun just talking about how technology really sort of dated us. Remember the facts, um, dial-up modems and stuff, so that was pretty funny. But I wish you nothing but success on your... Not Elsewhere Classified podcast, and may you have many more wonderful episodes. Have a good night.
0: Congratulations, Brian, on your 100th Not Elsewhere Classified podcast. It was a real pleasure to be on two of your earliest episodes, numbers three and four, as well as refer other subsequent guests like Chuck Buck, Terrence Govinder, Kelly Estes, and Brian Murphy. You have a way to get your guests relaxed and open. It gives way to more interesting and deeper discussions and insights. Kudos. And here's to a bigger audience market and better things for you. The sky's the limit, Brian.
1: I don't know if that's what I'm interested in. You know, I really have a, more of an um, operations focused uh, now. I, that's kind of where more of my interests are, even and analytics, like it just had broadened, but I I really was sure that I didn't really want to do that. And then, you know, we're talking and talking and said, well, you know, you could do this for a couple of years and then that would be a great, you know, launching pad onto something else. And I'm thinking like, yeah, I guess, sure. You know, and I kind of thought about it and thought about it and then, you know, really felt like it was an opportunity I didn't want to, to pass up. And it remembered, well, I did really want to do this before. So, you know, am I crazy turning this down now? And so I kind of hemmed and hawed and then eventually ended up accepting that position. And mm-hmm. um, I transferred from my role and m- moved to Tallahassee mm-hmm. uh, for, to become a HIM director and also facility privacy official and records coordinator wow, um, at a hospital there. And, and I was remote before that for, for like a year and a half and then i moved to tallahassee in april of 2020 which is right wow. as everyone else <laughs> which is right as everyone else was transitioning you know to going remote or getting out of the workplace i was both leaving my remote job to go work in a hospital every day so it was really um, it was a, it was an interesting year and and i'd never the first time i'd been to tallahassee really was for my interview i think and then the second time because of the timing of when i moved I rented my my the townhouse I was renting there without even seeing it in person I mean I kind of sent a deposit in the mail and kind of hoped that and prayed that that it wasn't you know (laughs) I looked them up I said it seems legitimate so I guess I'm gonna send this um money but it worked out that the second time I was in Tallahassee was when I was moving in so it was really um a lot of kind of stepping out on faith that year and it was um just you know challenging to definitely be in in a large facility with a lot of kind of complicated things going on and and everyone was really adjusting and, and adjusting to the change and staffing issues, you know, so much was going on in the facilities with, with COVID between wanting to make sure that we're taking care of our patients and protecting our patients, but then also wanting to make sure that our clinical staff was still being supported. It's especially people who were by the bedside, especially those in the emergency department and ICU, where they were really seeing, you know, so many Really, high, like very sick patients and really needed um, to feel safe and supported. So it was really challenging to be in the facility, but also I was reminded every day that, you know, I'm in my office most of the time by myself. I'm not, you know, having to put, you know, my health at risk in the same way that so many of the like clinical care mm-hmm. providers were. Mm-hmm. So it was an interesting kind of balance there. And um, it just it really, you know, uh, it was ended up being another opportunity to get some perspective and, (laughs) and realize, um, I guess that you got to trust yourself too. So I think that was kind of a lot of this year was kind of re-remembering and really the last couple, two or three years was kind of remembering that, um, or learning to listen to myself, I think, and not, Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of it is also like trusting that I felt like, oh, I don't know if I can pass up this opportunity. It's such a great opportunity. But also remembering that if I just follow what's interesting to me and what I like and what I'm passionate about and what I think I'm good at, um, that opportunities will present themselves also, you know? They don't necessarily come and fall on your feet, but if you're out there, you know, and and working and growing, that these things will happen and you kind of find your path and then work, you know, bit by bit. So it really helped to... Remind me of that again. So I hope I don't have to keep learning that lesson. But that's life. You know, if you're not learning and growing, you're not living, I guess. But um, so it was really a, an interesting year and cha- kind of a challenging year professionally. And and I just really learned so much about um, both in like professionally, just working in that role, um, but then also you know personally, just trying to find a way to find some balance and seeing realizing oh I'm not really taking care of myself kind of like you said Mm -hmm. when you're when you're on vacation you kind of are forced to sit there and look around and realize you know you want to find things to do or things and you just had to sit there and and kind of sit with yourself and I think I almost had kind of the opposite year where I was running around running around so you know busy and frantic with work stuff and trying to figure out this new role and um and just would have a few moments where I'm looking back and thinking yeah I need to kind of take a a a minute and look and see is this really a fit is this am I doing this just because I feel like I have to because I took you know because I took this position and now I'm going to grind it out even if it's really um not what I want to be doing or not where I see myself long term long term excuse me so it um was an interesting kind of you Know, year I started in at Capital in April of 2020 and I transferred out of my role there in April of 2021. So <laughs> it was, um, yeah, it was really a, a really packed year there. But I transitioned into a role that's kind of uh, related in our company, we're kind of under the same um, umbrella information mm-hmm. protection and security. And um, we kind of all report up to our ethics and compliance officer on the corporate level. So, oh, nice. um, the privacy team, and also the information lifecycle management team, which I was a part was one of the hats that I wore in that role as well. So it, it really, my current role, I'm working as a facility, and inf- a zone facility information security official. It's a mouthful. Um, it's kind of a newer role. I think a lot of other companies have, um, have a similar title are starting to it's starting to become more common and it's Mm -hmm. usually a business information security officer Mm -hmm. something around those officer officials so um a lot of it is focused on it's a mixed bag and it definitely does um encompass a lot of what was in my role previously as an him director especially the facility privacy officer Mm -hmm. portion of it um with hipaa and high tech and and all of the the new things that are changing and and the new requirements for um to make sure that patients information is being protected, but that also that they are getting access to their records, you know, in the way that they they want, which is, you know, I think a long time coming. And, you know, I think we could get a lot further, but I think it's great to see that there's legislation that's pushing that forward and, and starting to move that forward. Mm-hmm. But currently a lot of my role is um, also doing a lot of education around that type of protection and privacy and security. Mm-hmm. So. Some of it is working with our physical security team, um, especially around things like our security cameras and making sure that all of those mm -hmm. things are where they need to be and -hmm. and, um, properly positioned. But then also working closely with um, our FPO and our HIMDs and and IT directors and um, HR, things like that, to make sure that we're doing orientations and, and getting everyone trained up properly and you know, Within our company, I think it's the same for a lot of companies and probably a lot of healthcare companies, especially the phishing and ransomware and all of that stuff has been something that we've been talking about for years at work, but yeah. even more so this last you know several months or couple of years, especially with all of these new cyber attacks. And, mm-hmm. and so it's something that we've always been um, really robust about trying to educate about and it's just been that much more so we we do a lot of phishing testing and education about that and you know they send little phishing emails and try to get you to click oh. but, <laughs> but you know but it, everyone says well, you're tricking me but it's also you know really trying to you know, make sure that people understand how easy it is to to put your whole facility at risk. And there was actually an attack in our, in central Florida area. I think uh, it was in the news that UF Health Shands had recently bought a hospital in the villages and Mm -hmm. they went to downtime procedures. They were documenting on paper for a month, a month. And, you know, and I think they were pretty tight-lipped about it. So we're not exactly sure if it was a ransomware or if it was phishing or exactly how it happened, but um, you know, things you never know when something like that is going to happen. And, it's you know that set saying you're only as strong as your your weakest link so whoever in our we don't need everyone to click it in the company we just need someone one person to look at something and and not really pay much attention and click a, the wrong thing or open an attachment and then we're putting our patients at risk we're putting and you're also putting your own information at risk as an employee you know all our social security numbers and all of our banking information Correct. is all yeah. within that system too so there's mm-hmm. really um it's really been interesting to kind of get into that education piece in a different aspect a little bit more, expand it a bit more. Um, But also a large part of my new role is doing a lot of working with vendors to make sure that their um, systems and processes and whatever products or or services that they're trying to provide to the hospital are are safe and secure and are either, you know, that they're either going to be doing the things that they need to do to make sure that they're patching things timely or that they're, you know, that their servers are secure, things like that. So I've been learning a ton and I definitely, like, sometimes we'll look up from what I'm reading and think, I guess I am in cybersecurity now. So, okay, I'm reading and learning about things. And so it's been really interesting. And I think it's been another opportunity to, to kind of have some perspective and look back and remember as things are coming up or as we're having other issues, the other people on my team have really an IT background. And you know, they worked in help desks or, or the, our data center and things like that. And they have definitely a skill set and knowledge base that is useful, but they had never worked in a hospital or worked in they don't have mm-hmm. that understanding of, mm-hmm. you know, scheduling and kind of people's different pulls on their time. It's just a different dynamic. It's a different beast really working in a facility versus being in a remote position. Yeah. And um so it's been interesting to have that perspective and then also just to be able to bring knowledge and, and another perspective from my previous roles and you know what it's what it's like for people who are working there but then also just some of that other information so it's been a kind of a continuation i feel like of my career but i'm planning on staying put for a while in this one i've really been enjoying the change of pace and have been learning a ton and and it feels like it's really um like it's valuable and and um and I am happy to be doing something where I'm, fee- I do, you know, continue to feel like I'm contributing in a way that's at least protecting us and our patients because it really is a very real risk. And we're seeing that more and more with all of the, you know, pipelines and meat industries and all of the different people who are getting attacked and ransomware. So it's, yeah. it's um, yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting learning opportunity for sure. And I'm, I'm kind of excited to continue to, down that path and I don't know, look into some, maybe another credential in that realm but i'm not sure yet i'm gonna take <laughs> the i'm actually kind of prepping i'm about to prep to it for the rhia so oh yeah yeah well, because, so you, because
2: you qualify because of the even right. though you don't have the the bachelor's mm-hmm. in uh, hiam yeah i think they have uh, something said that if you have a bachelor's right. regardless and yeah. some, some him ba- hit back uh, background or education or experience mm-hmm. you can sit for the rhia
1: exactly i just completely blanked on the name of it but it's um if you were, if you had an RHIT within a certain time period, it might have mm-hmm. been twenty twelve or something along those lines. Yeah, and and a bachelor's in any field, then you can sit for the RHIA. But I think this year is the end of the road. So I've, I am, oh really? you know, about to buckle down. I am, you know, the, it
2: expires soon, right? It's not like yeah, a, a definite
1: it's December, thing. It's um, December twenty twenty one. So I'm gonna, you know. Mm. Take it, see how it goes. Yeah, but I'm, it. I'm excited about it, I think.
2: I think you could you, you'll do fine. I, think I mean, be okay. I think uh, yeah.
1: Between work experience and prep stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, it, do it's funny cuz even though I didn't get my bachelor's in health information management or health informatics, mm-hmm. I think between having my associate's in that field and I still did get health services administration mm-hmm. bachelor's degree, which had mm-hmm. a lot of similar you know yeah. s- similar coursework and, and yeah. some a lot of overlapping classes but then that on top of the work experience I think between that and doing some prep I feel okay about it but I definitely um it's interesting to get back in that mindset of you know the studying and pulling out the uh, the, the guidebooks but it's been um yeah so it's it's been interesting kind of trying to adjust and change gears there and get back into that swing of things yeah yeah yeah
2: I remember um when you were on the, the podcast the first time, we we were talking about, remember the RHIT, the, the big hoopla about mm-hmm. you know the the RHIT disappearing and, right. and everybody was going crazy. And right. we did like a follow-up episode on that to kind of dispel that myth and and it seems like you know, the, the conversation is still there up until now. Like I still see like, oh, really? is the RHIT gonna be dispelled? And I'm like, Really? We're still having this conversation. Yeah, we're still talking about that. <laughs> yeah. And then um I think the 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 one of the changes as a result of that that conversation, the R is it the HIM ima- reimagined or something like that, mm-hmm. um, was what you're talking about. Is now they want more people in? A, they want to elevate, I guess, the people right uh, in the HIM profession to RHIA's or was it the RHIT plus specialty? I don't even know what's right. happening so now nowadays. Doing some specializing
1: in different mm-hmm. areas and yeah, I mean I, I think and I've had a a work experience that is a little different. I know a lot of my like previous classmates and coworkers who have an HIM specific either work history or education are really kind of sticking to those HIM roles. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, so much of it is I want to read a job description and, you know, what are the things I'm going to do? And is that something I'm interested in? And mm-hmm. I don't think that HIM is, a, is as small as we make it. And I think that, you know, I think AHIMA is definitely trying to make that more robust. And I think mm-hmm. we talked about this before too, that, you know, they seeded a lot of ground to, to nursing or IT, to both, of, really, those are the two fields that end up in a lot of positions that HIM professionals are as, as competent, if not more so in some, in some roles and situations mm-hmm. to take mm-hmm. on those positions. And I think, especially now, I, you know, I've worked in, I, as a trauma registrar, which was, there was some coding involved and there was mm-hmm. some, but a lot of it's data and data and analy- a data analysis and data entry and, 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 um, statistics kind of stuff. And I really enjoyed that position, but it's one of the positions that people often want to hire an RN for, for whatever reason. And and they have to learn all those extra things that we already, you know, have that, that knowledge base. And then working as a technical support analyst, there's a lot of, you know, obviously people with an IT background in that role, but that specific role was helping to support our EHRs. And so, having had the experience of working with them on the front end and also having a good understanding of, you know, what that workflow should look like there, it's a lot, it provides a lot of information there and being able to troubleshoot. And and even in my previous role as a, an FPO, we're kind of, an, as an HIM director, seeing things where, oh, this document's not flowing over correctly, and the tech or whoever built it is using medical record number and account number interchangeably, and they've maybe created this, you know, great system that feeds it into your medical record, but instead of feeding it into the correct account number, it only pulls the medical record number. So it might, if someone's been, let's say if someone is admitted and they have a pre-registered account for a surgery a month from now, and they have like a tele strip or something that's getting sent to their medical record, instead of it going to the current visit, it's just going to go to the very first Mm -hmm. account. And so that's something that maybe if you weren't thinking about oh a medical record number and account number are different or they're not you know two and the same it's uh it wouldn't occur to them and now it's kind of a you know that could be a bigger issue to fix and a lot more trouble and i think it's about making sure that you have like you know robust diversity on your teams and just different experiences and and backgrounds and knowledge bases and i think even in my role now i'm seeing again that there's so many IT people throughout our company that are in the, the role that I'm in that have a really specific IT background. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's been really valuable to have another mindset and another kind of set of experiences to bring to think like, oh, the well, maybe we ought to tell those people too, or maybe we need to rope people in. I think it's um, a lot easier to tell a, the correct people up front than to try and go back retroactively and reassess and resort your program and process. So um, I think it's just been more just relearning and re-remembering and really reinforcing that for me is to like, I'm not so concerned with that HIM being in the specific title, but I still very really much feel like every job I've had has been within the that field. You know, yeah. I think that yeah. my education and work experience in more traditional roles has helped me to, has informed my positions in other you know other roles and and who's to say you never make yourself make your way back to a more traditional him role mm-hmm. but um i don't i i think like you're saying it's great to see that he like elevating our you know different credentials and things like that and i really would love to see them continue to push into those other industries and roles where we really have given a lot to other you know Kind of departments and other service lines where they have a lot of knowledge, but we we do too. And and um, I just want to see HIM professionals spread their wings and you know take over the world. <laughs> you know,
2: I think only you know, AHIMA can only do so much. You know, they they set they set the guidelines, but I think it's it's more important that the professionals kind of promote the role out there. Yeah. And um, one thing that you had mentioned uh, that I've kind of noticed as you as you talked for rambling that's <laughs> okay it, 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 it. no 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 it's it, this needs to be you know as, remember the the first episode was like under an hour I mean wow. since then I've gone like two and a half hours I mean yeah. really this guy has really gone long form so um don't worry about the time uh because I I'm not recording on a SD card no more I'm, I'm recording directly <laughs> on the computer now, so I, I got time <laughs>
1: the memory. So,
2: yeah, yeah so one of the things that that um that I wanted to bring out is that I, f- for people that are graduating, you guys have to realize, I wish I, Oh man, I had it here, but it's on the other side. And I'm about to do a video on the YouTube channel. It's like, it's like people don't realize the the power of the education that you received. Right. You know, and and I think when people or when students graduate HIT or even HIM, they, 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 they sometimes think they have to gr- use everything all at once, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's yeah. not the case. But when you're out there in the field, you have a, you know what, I'm going to flip it around. You know, I just, I just can't hold on. Well,
1: not, yeah, now I'm intrigued. I got to see. What are we- <laughs> hey, Brian. Congrats on your 100th
0: episode. I loved working with you. I look forward to the next 100.
1: It's time to pop the bubbly, Mr. Brian Quee on the Not Elsewhere Classified 100th episode. Bravo to you. Keep up the phenomenal interviews for the next 100. Love it. Hi, Brian. This is Stacy Buck and I want to congratulate you on reaching your 100th episode of the Not Elsewhere Classified podcast. That's quite the accomplishment. I've had the honor of being interviewed by you twice for your podcast, and I always have so much fun chatting with you. I also want to thank you for your encouragement and support in recently launching my own podcast, and thank you so much for coming up with the name. Who cares what Stacey says? Also, thank you so much for all of your contributions to the HIM community, and best of luck to you for your next 100 episodes and with your new YouTube channel.
0: Hey hey everybody this is Terence with Clinintel and I cannot believe that the NEC podcast has reached 100 episodes what an amazing milestone to the medical coding geek aka Brian C congratulations fantastic it's been a wonderful ride and i believe you are only getting started a very, very hefty, hearty congratulations, and keep up the great work. Our industry needs you. Take care. Bye-bye.
2: I listed, like, most of the classes there. You, you mm-hmm. can't see it, but, you, you know, you see what I did. I, I kind of listed yeah. all the classes there. Right. And um, it's like... You get you, a lot of... Yeah. You're not going to use it all. You're not going to use it all at once, but when you're in the role, you're going to take one class and kind of leverage it on your, on your experience or whatever you're doing.
1: Absolutely. And
2: I think that's what HIM is, is very good at is that the fact that they, the, the course that the, the pro the the classes that we had received is not really specific to one thing. I mean, we got an, uh, a medical records course. That's for medical records. That's for what you were just talking about. Right. Where people are um putting information from the same patient into a different account. Right. And now you're dealing with patient merging. Right. You know, that's oh, a yeah. that's a big <laughs> that's a, nobody knows about that, right? Oh wow. They don't know I mean, that I'm problem. Like duplicate but duplicate accounts, finding you know exactly. you have t- you have one patient but two patients' names or one right. patient with like a different date of birth. There was a mistake, and it's all on registration, right? So, and right. the thing is that when when registration makes the mistake, who has to fix it? Uh, medical records, h-i-m well, you know. So. When almost
1: any department makes the mistake, yeah. and we end up fixing it on the back. I mean, especially when you're tied to the revenue cycle, we're you know we end up having to kind of. Contest with things that got missed on the front end. That's yeah, so true. yeah,
2: yeah. So you see, it's like it, it, it's like they don't realize. Um, hospitals don't realize that there is a person who is like the you know the person with the many hats that puts right. it all together, right. and uh, like yourself, like you for yourself, I think you're kind of like exploring different yeah. areas. You know, you're like you did HIM, you did privacy, you're now doing security. And so you're not necessarily doing coding that I have listed right. back there. Um, but,
1: but I have you, in, my pack. in one have. of my jobs. I used yeah, it. you yeah. did.
2: Um, you did, was it a uh, trauma the registrar trauma with, the, with the coding? Yeah. Which, by the way, my sister is doing uh, cool. for the same company. Like yeah, up in Jacksonville it's for a cool job. Uh, which hospital is it? Memorial.
1: Oh, oh that's in our system
2: yes in memorial and uh, she's cool. been doing it for quite some time i think she no she started out in kendall she lived that's, in where, Ken- I, that's where i was <laughs> yeah your name popped wait, up what's your yeah. sister's name tatiana
1: okay i don't know her she, i a, think I, I think you were you a, already name. i think you had you know already left Go i don't chance? know
2: i don't okay. know the names oh, but mind. i, I, yeah, I think you life. already had left and um i think when i when i when we i i, I kind of pulled back that first episode i'm like wait Charlita was a was a trauma registrar. <laughs> yeah. and then so I, I think your name popped up in there as like somebody who used to work there. Right. And then um, after that, then my my sister decided to move up to Jacksonville, um, and now she works as a trauma registrar there. You mentioned yeah. the uh, everybody going remote. She was talking to me about it. Yeah. Um, like you know they they were thinking about it, and then when COVID hit, it, boom every
1: <laughs> it got escalated. I mean, everybody the, go home. The phrase that was being used a lot. <laughs> Because that ended up actually switching the process and putting a fourth hat on the HIMDs where what we sent all of our, you know, we mostly an electronic system, but there is paper that's on the, you know, produced Mm -hmm. on the floors. And so those things get sent down to HIM and we used to have a courier that would pick it up, drive it to Orange Park and scan it all in. And since they're going 100% remote, that process was being brought back into the HIM departments. Mm. And so the HIM directors are all adding like a document imaging director hat on now as well. So yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I think that's a, such a great example of the, like you were saying, just because we got all of this information and in education, all these roles, you're not necessarily gonna apply that all in you know every position or even in every um, kind of stage of your career, like there's, you know, management classes and things that you get early on and you maybe won't be having any direct reports initially Mm -hmm. or for for a while when you're just starting out your career. But even having that information informs how you, you know, maybe perceive what your boss is going to do. And then once you do get to that role, you have all that information to pull on and it gives you a good base to have some understanding. And, um, and I, I think it's been so cool to see, you know, starting to see more people kind of branch out a little bit. I mean, I don't, I think that Coding is amazing. It's coders don't get enough respect. <laughs> and, and, you know, same for CDI and HIM departments and those traditional roles, but there are so many roles. And I know a lot of people are, you know, frustrated at how challenging it can be to get your foot in the door in, in an HIM department or in a coding department if you want to do those things. But, you know, a lot of times, put in the doors just through you know another role another department and you might be surprised at how much you learn and and like you said you really do have to advocate for yourself and really have to you know i think he part of it and, and helping to kind of like show employers like look at the education that our people have and really pushing what how um how robust the credential is but also as an you know as a candidate or you know employee you really need to advocate for yourself and that's right i know early on i had you know specific classes in my resume that i took especially before i had more work experience just to highlight you know look at these things that we learned we definitely um have a pretty well-rounded um pretty well-rounded education even the even in the associate's degree programs you're still taking you know maybe a healthcare law class and a management class and pharmacology and a lot of and that you know there's really a broad um, kind of knowledge base there, so yeah. it's um, there's a lot of opportunities out there, but you also have to be willing to kind of think out of the box a little bit. And like I said, for me, a lot of it has been really kind of focusing in on a job description and looking at what is it that the job description says, and not yeah, being so worried about true. the title. I stopped mm-hmm. searching for for titles really in a mm-hmm. in a um, for a job search or in a posting. Just if. I mean, especially, I mean, if you know that that's all you want to do, but you don't always know that that's all you want to do until you maybe see something else and you read through it and say, Oh, wow, that's interesting. And I didn't realize that I'd be a great fit for that. But, um, I think even now as I've working for such a large company and kind of transferring from different departments to departments and I'm technically a corporate employee now, um, Mm, on the HCA side instead of the Parallelon side, but there's a lot of shared, um, you know, shared whatnot there between the companies, but um, it, it's interesting seeing all of, I feel like I'm still finding new departments and seeing new positions that I didn't know existed and, you know, learning about new things. And there are so many positions that exist now that didn't exist, you know, maybe even when I graduated with my associates degree, yeah. not that, mm-hmm. you know, 10, mm-hmm. you know, 10 or however many years ago. So just, I think always being willing to at least look into something and, and if you don't like it, you can get out, but it's also a nice way to kind of just you know, broaden your your pool and 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 give yourself some more opportunities to learn and grow and and just see where where it will take you. But mm-hmm. um, it can definitely be challenging to to figure out what to do or what you want to be interested in. And, and sometimes you just have to try. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I, it's like, um, what was I going to say? It's uh, you you mentioned the broad. The broad education, and um, uh, and as you as you move into different roles, you are specializing in that certain area. And uh, even though you don't, you mentioned if you, even though you didn't want it in the first place, the I always ask, I always ask myself the question: What's the worst that can happen? You know. Right. Yeah, what's the worst Absolutely. that can happen? You're, you're, you're getting a job. Maybe you've gotten right. more pay. Maybe it's yeah. not the job that you want, but what's the worst that can happen? Right. Um. It's what you do in that role that counts. Like you could right. make it, just make it to where you want it to be. And if you don't really like it after, I, I say like after, I don't know, like a year is, is, is to me the minimum. To At me, least I mean. Because like by the time you reach a year, I think like you're just like very learning yeah you're just learning yeah the the very basics and then when you move into year two you're kind of like okay learning yeah. to to kind of be more into more, a proficiency more right. expertise
1: exactly. into
2: that role and uh more proficient That's yeah yeah opinion. yeah develop you I think by by year one you've and I think you kind of were trying to get into it is developing your own work system right like how Just can i yeah, yeah, it. yeah like yeah. what what is my own system to do my job in a yeah. proficient manner and that exactly. to me it only takes for me it's like it's a year yeah. um because that happened to me with the him director position i i got into a year i got into a good rhythm i'm like okay i'm good and and then after that i'm like yeah i don't yeah. need this anymore like so, i did
1: it and yeah it's not for me and that's okay yeah yeah but you wouldn't have like you said what's the worst that can happen you learned that about yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. you, you, now, you know, you knew that and then you were able to, you have more information and you can make a different decision. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm someone who's really self-critical. And, uh, but a lot of that is also, I'm, I look at things a lot and kind of maybe sometimes overthink, but Mm -hmm. really think through things. And so even if I'm looking back on a past decision that I don't feel so great about, I'm, I'm still able to take something from that and learn. And I think, you know, if you, can look back on an experience that you aren't so proud of or didn't really do how you felt you would do, or even you did great, but you didn't like it. It's, that's just more information that you can use to, you know, move yourself further into something that you do like, and you try again and you, you know, adjust. And that's kind of what, what so much of building a a career is. And, And it's, not uncommon for people to jump around a lot more than they used to I yeah. think I'm doing more jumping than I thought <laughs> I, mean, I definitely plan to stay in my previous role for uh, more than than the year but um uh-huh. but I think like you're saying it's in my it was my boss at that position said you know it's really you know it's too, it's a couple of years before you're comfortable in your position and I think that's true and I think um for me though early on I think within the first couple months I was like yeah this is I think not a fit <laughs> but i was also like but i think i can get there you know and and um Oh, you could make you adjust. can make it fit well i think i thought i could make it um well i guess it depends on what you mean by fit. but i definitely felt make like it I work for you capable. like yeah but i don't i think that i you know kind of felt like i was drowning a bit between kind of staffing stuff and covid stuff and there were really mm. we were really constricted in a lot yeah, of areas yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it being a a new role and kind of my training was, um, adjusted a lot. So instead of there was no, no one on person, I was kind of doing a lot of this, um,
2: but it was, but you you said it was a manager in training.
1: no. No. Oh my gosh, I didn't even finish. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry. So, without, <laughs> I, so I'm interviewing. Oh, wow. So I... Okay, so let's start at the
2: manager and training. You were placed no, in H.A.M. I got A. M. lost.
1: Now oh. going to have to. <laughs> oh, now. that's okay. Let's... And that's my, you know, that's my journey. I'm that's working right. that also. I get off track and before I know it, I'm on 15 different... That's all right. Sheets. MedicalCodingGeek.com.